You are listening to the Christ in All podcast, where we discuss how following Jesus Christ impacts all areas of a believer's life. Each week, we will answer questions about the Christian worldview in an effort to help both new and mature believers grow in their faith. We hope you enjoy. Welcome to the Christ in All podcast. This is Matthew Smith. Back to the opening the show yes. part, right? Yeah, um, I get this part again. Yep, right? well okay. done. All right, and with me as always is Chad Hunsberger. Yeah. All right, so we are finishing up our kind of three-part mini-series on Revelation 20, mm-hmm. uh, going through the different views of the millennium, right? Yep. Okay, so so we did the... Uh, Dispensational premillennialism, that idea of the rapture that mm-hmm. happens before the tribulation, then Christ's return. That you're left behind. Yeah, that's question the really? one. That's where it all kind of started. Was okay. are those left behind books and movies accurate? Mm-hmm. That's the viewpoint that they hold to. Right. And so we explained that one in the first episode. Neither one of us really hold to that viewpoint, though. Mm-hmm. So then in part two, I came back and um, kind of shared my thoughts, and that was the still premillennialism, mm-hmm. but uh, it's what's this premillennialism post-tribulation, Christ's return. Right. Hap- so Christians are here during the tribulation. Christ comes back after that. Okay, mm-hmm. So we've shared those two viewpoints, but now it is time for you, Chad, to just <laughs> give us the final word and clear all this up from now on so that everybody's going to be 100% clear on what the right. book of Revelation is I'm teaching. I'm pretty sure I make it muddier. <laughs> um, no, right. so remembering, before we even read yep. okay. this, remembering tertiary issue, we're saying that mm-hmm. every yep. episode on purpose to remind people... Uh, even in our disagreement, we can be in harmony. This is okay to disagree on. And I think all of us ought to hold this with open hands. Like that's maybe a word of encouragement for all of us. Uh, I will not be speaking definitively because I don't think we can. And I, I think we can have understanding and we can seek to know more, but I think we need to not be so close gripped with our, uh, what we hold. I think we've, I hope we have displayed that in the mm-hmm. way we're talking about it, but I hope for all of us as followers of Christ won't, um, like, yeah, won't speak with such definitive word that for the last two thousand years, people who are incredibly godly mm-hmm. have differed on it, yeah. and it 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 is wise for us to, um, yeah, be okay with that we're we're not sure yeah. of some things. Okay. All right, well, let me go ahead and read uh, Revelation 20, just a few verses from there, and then I will let you take it away. All right, so Revelation 20, verse 1. Then I saw an angel coming down from heaven, holding in his hands the key to the bottomless pit and a great chain. And he seized the dragon, that ancient serpent who is the devil and Satan, and bound him for a thousand years, and threw him into the pit and shut it and sealed it over him so that he might not deceive the nations any longer until the thousand years were ended. After that, he must be released for a little while. Then I saw thrones, and seated on them were those to whom the authority to judge was committed. Also, I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded for the testimony of Jesus and for the word of God, and those who had not worshipped the beast or its image, and had not received its mark on their foreheads or their hands. They came to life and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. The rest of the dead did not come to life until the thousand years were ended. This is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy is the one who shares in the first resurrection. Over such, the second death has no power, but they will be priests of God and of Christ, and they will reign with him for a thousand years. And when the thousand years are ended, Satan will be released from his prison and will come out to deceive the nations that are at the four corners of the earth, Gog and Magog, and gather them for battle. Their numbers like the sand of the sea, and they 
And they marched up over the broad plain of the earth and surrounded the camp of the saints and the beloved city. But fire came down from heaven and consumed them. And the devil who had deceived them was thrown into the lake of fire and sulfur where the beast and the false prophet were. And they were tormented day and night forever and ever. All right. Uh, thank you for reading that. I would, I would say uh, I, some of this question, I think it was even stirred by a sermon series I preached on the book of Revelation right. um, at the end mm-hmm. of last year. And so I want to reread a definition I uh, gave yeah. every week during that as a reminder for um, where I'm coming at mm-hmm. when I'm approaching the book of Revelation. I think that helps because people come to that book with different things in mind. And so here's my definition. So the book of Revelation is a series of apocalyptic visions intended to make known their clear promise of Christ's coming return and eternal reign as a means to offer hope, expect obedience, and inspire worship. So those, like, remembering this was supposed to offer hope, especially to the persecuted uh, at Mm -hmm. the time, and even now, this is to still require or expect obedience from followers of Christ, and as you read it, it inspires uh, a worship of Mm -hmm our King of Kings and Lord of Lords. So with all of that, that then makes me kind of think about this passage. When we come to this, there is, um, this, this is the part of the challenge. Okay. Yep. Uh, there are two ways to look at the book of revelation in particular. You mentioned some of other passages of scripture, yep. but I'm going to lean into revelation right, right. here. And there's two ways to look at them. One is chronologically, mm-hmm. Uh, very linearly, like just walk through yep. it. It's it's Here, an this order is the of events. Of events as it's happening. Think right? of it like a timeline, mm-hmm. right? Or cyclically. Yeah. So thinking about it like uh, as I have talked about uh, before, but that that this is like a spiral, and you're on the spiral, and the the more you're in it, the more intense it gets. So um, I I believe that this is. Revelation is a cyclical writing, and that means... Um, so, well, let me say yeah. this. So if you read it chronologically, you would read it that Revelation 19, Jesus returns, and in Revelation 20, Satan is bound and Christians reign with Christ for a thousand years. Like, yeah. that's just a, a chronological reading. Yeah, and which, by the <clears> way, um, just the, I guess, to provide some... I mentioned last mm-hmm. episode that I actually... And there's a lot of I like about amillennialism, yeah. what we're talking about now. And um, and so that idea of the cyclical interpretation, yeah. I actually really like that as well. You know, yeah. kind of have some leanings in this direction. So, uh, But the idea of that cyclical, non-linear, not, yep. not quite the timeline, I, mean, I think there's pretty good evidence for that in that there seems there's a passage where it talks about the war in heaven and mm-hmm. angels are cast... A third of the angels are cast down. Like right. We would think that, that that's... Satan and right. um, like Lucifer and his angels being thrown out of heaven, like that happens not in the middle of the end times. Right, it happens prior to right. creation. That's or, right. Um, and then there's a scene. I think it's um, this passage in Revelation 12 where it's the woman and the dragon. Right. Uh-huh. That that seems like that's a callback to the birth of Christ. Right. That's um, and so what's what's going on kind of behind the scenes mm-hmm. spiritually, right. the supernatural world during the story of Jesus's birth on earth. And so again. Not things not happening in a consistent timeline. Yep, yep. yep. And so this is actually like in my cyclical view, in this cyclical Mm -hmm. view, this is like the same battle 
uh, right after the same battle that we see in chapter 16. And so what that would mean is that as an amillennialist, yeah. which is mm-hmm. like we've been describing. Which, by the way, that, that A at the beginning of millennial, uh-huh. that's kind of like a, a negation, like yep. un or non. So yep. A, so not millennial, yep. right? Okay. Which means I think we're in the quote-unquote millennium mm-hmm. now. Yeah, so there's not the literal thousand-year period. Yep. We are, it's just the span of time that we are actually are in right. right now. Correct. Okay. And so that leads to the question, okay, Chrono, is it actually a thousand years or not? Yeah. Right. So, is it a figurative number? Um, and then questions like, what and where does this mm-hmm. happen? Is this physical resurrection of Christians to reign on earth, or is it spiritual res- resurrection of Christians to reign in heaven? And I have a quote from David Platt I wanted to read. Okay. Um, that that he shared. This was back ten years ago. He's read this. Um, but he says, these are just some of the questions in this one passage of Scripture. Then you combine it with the other things we read in the New Testament, and it gets more interesting, which made me think of the last episode. Yep. Uh, when other parts of the New Testament talk about the end of the world, we read about things like worldwide preaching of the gospel, salvation of Israel, great tribulation, the coming of the Antichrist, potentially a rapture, Christians meeting Jesus in the air upon his return. We think, well, how do all those things fit in with this picture? Well, it's like a jigsaw puzzle with all these different pieces, and we're trying to figure out how they all come together. Right now, all kinds of Christians have all kinds of different pictures at the end of putting together their puzzle. Yeah. And so here's what I would like to say, what I open-handedly mm-hmm. think I know Okay. now. Now, right. like yeah. today. At this moment. Maybe you'll change your mind tomorrow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or later today. Yeah. <laughs> Christ came and Satan is bound. Yeah. Like, okay, so the uh, only other person in the New Testament to use this phrase of G- Satan being bound is Jesus in the Gospels in Matthew chapter 12. Um, so the binding of a strong man is, mm-hmm. is described there. So uh, so this this becomes important. And this this is also why I believe, like, so we are in the millennium. That's a second piece that I, I'm holding to right now. This... This is difficult to believe because that would mean that Satan is bound. Then why is there still sin yeah. abounding? Like why is that? Mm-hmm. Why is it more, more? And um, uh, here's uh, here's something I had said before. But but while there is still sin, there is also still sin restrained. Yeah, we do not sin all the time. Like there are mm-hmm. there are moments where we are. It's not that we're sinless, but it's that I'm not. actively sinning. If Satan is bound, why is it so bad? Well, it could be a lot worse. It could be worse. Temptations are still held back. Our actions are still stopped. There is this common grace that is given for us. And so this is not a picture of Satan completely cast out yet. Hmm. It is one of restriction. So the binding of him is is restriction in that sense. Um, And that way we will, as Romans 8 says, one day we will be more than conquerors. Yeah. Right. and so uh, I, I believe that Christ will come again and Satan will be obliterated at that point. Like it will be the completion of him being cast out, not just uh, bound up, but, but cast mm-hmm. out. And um, what I am, let me say this. Those were things that I think I know right now. Okay. But here's what I am sure of. And we can rest on this for all of these, no matter what. God wins. Amen. And Satan loses. And the gospel will advance. This is 
like biblically without question, the gospel will advance, Christ will return, and judgment will happen. Like those are one hundred percent positive, yep. and we kind of joked about, "Hey, you're you're going to clear everything up." Yeah. Well, if we want to clear it up, <laughs> yeah, there we go. Don't That's don't hold can... lightly to that. Hold yeah. fast to that. And if I'm if I'm the persecuted believer, reading Revelation, and I'm trying to think about the end times, and I'm trying to think, am I am I in the tribulation? Is the tribulation coming? Am I going to be here for it? Am I not here for it? Listen, God wins. Satan yeah. loses. The gospel will advance. Christ will return and judgment will happen. If you hold to those truths, and, and those are the ones you don't let go of, because guess what? When, when you are being persecuted, you need to remember God wins. Mm-hmm. When you are, I was just reading this uh, to our seminary class um, yesterday, and, and when, when the, there was a lady in the 1500s who was bricked in a wall, for reading the Bible in her own language. Wow. And as the last brick is put over her mouth, she is proclaiming the gospel again. 300 years later, someone being burned at the stake, and they're raising the Bible, so it's the last thing to be burned, right? What are you clinging to when persecution happens at that kind of level? What are you clinging to when you're passed over at, on a much lo- lesser level for a for a job because you're a believer. What are you clinging to when you don't get invited to the party because you're a Christian? What are you clinging to when you are kicked out of your home uh, because you're a follower of Christ? What are you clinging to? Are you clinging to this hope that you're not in the tribulation? No, mm-hmm. yeah. you're, you're not. You're not clinging to amillennialism or premillennial. Nobody's clinging to postmillennial anymore. Right. You're you're clinging to the fact that no matter what, you know Christ wins. He the and and he's coming back. So you can say, "Come, Lord Jesus, come!" Like you want to you want to hold fast to that truth. And so that would be my maybe my final encouragement yeah. to us. Yes, there are things that we don't know, and it is okay that we don't know. It is fun to study. It is worth the study. It is worth reading and digging and thinking about passages in Matthew and Thessalonians and Revelation without a doubt, but it is most important for us to cling to the truth that God wins, Satan loses, the gospel advances, Christ returns, and judgment will happen. Okay, awesome. All right, well, um, so I guess, like you said, that's what we want to leave everybody with is like the final encouragement mm-hmm. of how we look at these this passage of Scripture yeah. and throughout the whole book of Revelation to just accept that encouragement. Yeah. So, yeah. so that's going to wrap up this episode, wrap up this series of episodes mm-hmm. that we've had on this topic. We hope you have, have enjoyed it. And if you have, please share it on social media. Give us a rating and review on your podcasting app. And we thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the Christ in All podcast, a ministry of Colonial Heights Baptist Church in Ridgeland, Mississippi. Together, we glorify God by making disciples of all nations. For more information, please visit our website at colonialheights.org.